Hello and welcome to another One Up Pod review. This time it is I, Becky, hosting with Andy. What up, fuckers? Oh, it's a classic. Right back. <laughs> I'm glad you're bringing it back. I'm not sure how I like it. You know, salutations, my good fucks, and all that. I yes. think I like the, <laughs> the original, the cool original. Um, yeah, so we're, today we're going to be discussing Elden Ring. We will say straight up, this is a no-spoiler review because I'm only very early in the game. Andy's a bit further along than I have, but I don't think either of us are anywhere close to finishing it. So, no spoilers, yeah. just initial thoughts and feelings around this latest in the Soulsborne style. If I tried to, like, spoil this, I don't think I could, like, try to articulate this story. Would I'm, I'm still <laughs> not... sound like a maniac, probably. I know, I'm still not entirely sure like what the story is i saw someone refer to it as fantasy word salad and i'm like that just makes the most sense <laughs> yeah <laughs> so yeah so i wanted to start off obviously elden ring is the latest in a series of games that kind of are loosely grouped together as the Soulsborne style i've only tried to play bloodborne which didn't go very well even though it's sort of like gothic eldritch horror which is really my bag because i basically got frustrated with it so i wanted to know like what kind of experience have you had with these games like what are you bringing to to this style? Well, I know, I know we've uh, talked about FromSoft's output before on our Gaming Blind Spots episode, uh, speci uh, specifically about Bloodborne. Yes, from uh, me. Yeah, from you. And at that time I said I get the appeal of the Souls games, I just don't get that joy out of them that others clearly do. I have played Dark Souls, I can't remember if it's Dark Souls 1 or 2. Definitely played Dark Souls 3. I've played uh, Bloodborne. Uh, I've never touched uh, Sekiro, whatever the fuck that's called, Shadows Die Twice or something. Yeah, no. And I... <laughs> I've never touched either version of Demon Souls. I I saw um, some gameplay footage of, is it Sekiro? Is that what it's called? Yeah. You've literally just I said it, so. and my brain was just like, I'm not remembering that. Um, I don't know if I'm pronouncing that right. So <laughs> I'm sure. <laughs> Get some angry yeah. Soulsborne fans shouting at us. Yeah, they'll be like, Get good at pronouncing names, Jesus. Um, never. Yeah, so I saw some gameplay footage of that. I was just like, no, <laughs> like, never in a million years. I like to enjoy my games. And yeah, that was the experience very much I had with Bloodborne was that it was just really frustrating and I couldn't figure it out. And I like to be able to just sort of get into a game and, and pick up on what's going on quite early. And that I felt was just almost deliberately obtuse. So I've just never gone to any of the other style um, of the, the kind of the FromSoft group because um, it just, yeah, it hasn't appealed. But then you look at Elden Ring and initially I was like, mm, I'm not sure. Like, it looks like, you know, nice, fun fantasy RPG might be okay. Um, and now I'm borderline obsessed with it. I cannot remember, like, the last time I went from saying, like, oh, fuck off, you cunt, every two minutes <laughs> in a game within the first, like, few hours to becoming utterly obsessed with the game. Yeah. It's... It's absolutely baffling to me. Like I, I found it it's a bit easier to get into than than Bloodborne in my experience. Like I found it although the story, as we said, it's kind of a bit woolly, at least at first. Um you're you're the tar one of the tarnished who can see grace, which is like little shardy things that you go around and find and they're very pretty. Um I'm still not entirely sure, like how it all builds up into the Elden Ring of the title, but 
I would imagine it becomes clearer as I progress through the story. Um, but I think it's it's a bit more of a a gentle introduction into the the world, like at least the initial tutorial. Once it fires you off into the open world, you're very much on your own and crushed by a giant within seconds if you don't get it right. Um, <laughs> yeah. But it does seem a bit more accessible in that way. Like the the fact that there is a tutorial, like I didn't really there wasn't much of one I remember from Dark Souls Three or Bloodborne, mm. but. I did like the design choice where if you wanted a more comprehensive tutorial, you had to walk off a cliff. Yes. <laughs> they offered you the doorway into the open world or a cliff that just led into nothing. And you walk off that and you get a tutorial. It's like, it's very trolley behavior and I kind of, I love it. Yes. It. Yeah. It, there, there is that kind of like, almost like you can engage in the trolling if you really want to. Like with um, players can message each other. And I've noticed, like, on several occasions, I've read a message that's been like, caution, enemy ahead. So I've, I've gone into sneak and I've been going really slowly, only to find, like, it's a herd of sheep or something. <laughs> I've just been like, oh, for God's sake. You get, like, areas where there's a message that says something like, secret ahead. And then there's, like, five other messages surrounding it saying, liar ahead. Yeah. <laughs> You're like, okay. Well, but I have found it really useful. I, am, I was doing one of the, um, I think it was for a memory shard or something. And um, everyone had nice little like messages around where the hidden thing was, so that you could find it. That was see, that was really helpful. Yeah. Um, and because I would not have found it in a month of Sundays, uh, otherwise, because <laughs> I've not got that kind of patience. Yeah. So yeah, it's it, I found it uh, similar to Death Stranding in that way. Like, there's obviously people who are out to kind of trip other players up, but for the most part, it's quite a friendly, almost like wholesome atmosphere in terms of other players interacting with you. Yeah, it's like, it's kind of designed for productive interactions rather than, yeah. like, it's very hard to shit talk people with the way this multiplayer is set up. It's mostly about helping. Mm. Like, I like that it makes, it forces you to choose a template when you're leaving a message. You can't just type something. Yes. And give people abuse. It's, there's only certain messages you can send. Which is, like you say, it does kind of encourage a more positive experience. Yeah. So, yeah, so um, my first brag of the evening is I've just defeated a boss literally before we started recording this. He's a real cunt. He is. He's awful. And I, I've never, like, I was, I was just telling Andy before we started recording that I was within one hit of dying, but so was he. And I just managed to shoot off a glintstone pebble spell to hit him just before he hit me. And, oh, the relief. The relief, lads. And now I can understand why that kind of feeling is addictive with these kind of games. Because <laughs> yeah. um, it is there's a real satisfaction in beating some of these big bosses. But also what I found is that they've been a bit more... Um, again, that accessibility thing. It's a bit easier to figure out what these bosses are doing. And, you know, you can adapt your fighting style in a way, I think, that feels a bit more free than i was expecting i've been mostly favoring the classic sword and shield style it has kind of encouraged me to get more used to dodging and blocking and swinging and parrying and stuff i suck at parrying but <laughs> I've, I've done it a couple of times now but as a rule i try not to parry but i am dodging and like blocking and stuff which is stuff i very rarely do in combat games but it's forced me to think outside the box a bit more yes and each weapon's got its different kind of style, different speeds, different directional strikes. So, like, you need to account for your strength, your weapon's strengths and weaknesses as much as your enemy's strengths and weaknesses. Like, at the moment, I'm using uh, a great sword, and it's got, like, a stacking bleed effect on it. It's pretty powerful if you hit them enough times, mm. but 
it's slow to move and it comes sideways or diagonally so it does leave you open to strikes like if you miss time you're hit so you have to i have to be very precise about my timing and stuff which i have I'm getting, I've, I've got used to it. Like, I'm kind of, I feel a bit weird fighting with, like, faster weapons. Mm. But I'm, I'm trying to unlock um, one of the colossal swords now. Because I've got a couple of them. And I want to just run around with a gigantic sword <laughs> and feel like I'm in a, a proper JRPG, finally. Yes, like a proper buster sword style. Yeah, yeah. just a gigantic spiky thing that just <laughs> doesn't look practical at all. But it will rule <laughs> when I hit someone with it. And will look awesome while you do it. Um, yeah. Yeah. So I went. So what did class did you go for at the beginning? Vagabond. Ooh. I, I went with the vagabond. Yeah. Oh, cool. Yeah, I went with the bandit because um, I I like to be roguey in these games. Um, I always try. Occasionally, I'll be like, yeah, I'll be a warrior, and then I just get really bored of not being able to hit things. So I tend to favor like yeah. sneak and ranged attacks, um, which leads me to one of my main criticisms because I usually so in things like Skyrim, Horizon, I love using the bow and arrow. And that's one of the weapons I use quite typically. But I don't think the interface is very friendly for uh, ranged weapons like the crossbow and the bow and arrow. I think it's a lot harder to aim and be good at, at using those as, from a distance. Which is a bit disappointing for me. Just because i that's how I like to approach combat. I like to be sneaky and I like to you know, get rid of a few before they realise I'm there. I don't tend to free aim i just do a lock on and like like uh what do you call it i can aggro somebody so they'll run away from the the, team, the squad mm. and then i can pick them off on their own i don't i can't use i've tried using it in more intense battles like with a boss it's way too slow cumbersome to use so i tend like i've seen people say try ranged attack and i'm going i'm assuming you're talking about magic users because yeah i can't fucking do this yeah and that's the thing as well there's no fast way of doing it there's like even um you think like a short boat is it can be fairly quick if you want it to be um yeah. but i've not found that in this one so i have i've switched to using magic um which again not my usual style but the the staff i've been using the glintstone staff um yeah and really sort of getting to grips with that um, range attack and I think that comes in handy in boss fights especially because they have the wonderful summoning feature so you can summon NPCs to help you. I've got my wolfie boys who I love, these spectral wolves that come and help you. Andy has a jellyfish that comes and helps him so that's I great. I love that jellyfish. I really I should use the jellyfish. I have got the it. The jellyfish is it. really good. It, it It's very good for like tanking and like just drawing attention towards it it doesn't do a lot of damage but it can do a i think it does a stacking poison oh which will come in handy there's there's one dude who just keeps wrecking my shit when i go to my farming <laughs> area like i go to like farm runes yeah and, like, this dude is like he's, at the moment he's aggravated and i have to beat him before he'll calm down and i cannot <laughs> and apparently he's susceptible to poison but I haven't had a chance to do it on him, mm. so like, I'm just I'm waiting to level up a bit more before I try him again. Yeah, yeah, I um I'm I'm a fan of my Wolfie boys because they tend to distract like um any kind of melee based bosses or enemies really, so I can I can shoot yeah. at them from range and run away as soon as anyone gets close because I'm a coward and I'm squishy. Um, but yeah, that style works for me, so it's it's quite fun being able to to have that level of adaptation. Um, yeah, and I thought the class system as well. There were so many different classes that you could choose at the beginning, 
um, which really got you thinking about you know how you wanted to approach the um, the game and also like for replay value as well I think you know I can see me oh, playing definitely. again with a different class from the beginning um, so yeah I think that's a really cool feature that they've got yeah I want to try a magic user on my next go around mm. whenever that is 2023 maybe <laughs> But I, like that, you said you um, tend to favor playing the rogue type of characters. That's usually what I go for in RPGs. It's what every build I've ever done in World of Warcraft was. Mm. It was it was like a rogue, and I didn't think of doing playing the bandit in Elden Ring because I just didn't know how well the stealth element would come into it. Yeah. But I ended up using it a hell of a lot with my uh, vagabond in the first camp you come across yes because i just couldn't i couldn't take on all those guys at once so i'd sneak up behind them one by one i had i had a nice little route set through before i could get to the the big dude with the fucking spear and i could stab him in the back and then he was that took off like half of his health and i could like bash him down Mm. i at that point i was like okay i'm going to use a lot of stealth apparently (laughs) At this point now, like that's where I used to go farming runes until I found a better place. Same, I, but yeah, now same. it's uh, now I'm strong enough that I can just run through that place like a fucking maniac and <laughs> kill everybody. It, it, it's a nice feeling where you go to an area where you were having so much trouble and you were getting absolutely clowned all the time. Mm. And then you come back and you're like, hey boys, and you just absolutely wreck their shit. <laughs> it just feels like... Um, you know that scene in Superman 2 where he gets he's lost his powers <laughs> and he gets like bitched out by a trucker in a diner yep. and at the end of the film he comes back as Superman and absolutely does the least Superman thing possible and just bullies this man <laughs> that's what I that's what I'm doing with all these guys now I just I, I'm a bully but I'm, I'm I feel vindicated by it yes yes and it's so like I found it really rewarding in that sense like there's a real scale of strength as you as you level up because I think this one allows you to grind away a bit more to level yourself up for the bigger battles um because I tried the boss I did tonight I tried about 10 levels ago when I mean it was I was an advised level for this boss and just got squished like five times in a row so I think like I went away and I knew which bits to to level up and um and work on and then, yeah, came back and beat him again. I'll stop bragging about that yeah. soon, I promise, but I'm really pleased No, it's with worth myself. bragging about. Like, <laughs> I feel like any time you beat any boss in Elden Ring, it's worth bragging about because <laughs> even, like, the... I, I had a list of, like, bosses you could, like, you should pick off, like, before you first, um... Margaret the fellow open yeah fellow man even. They said, inverted commas, easy bosses. <laughs> and, like, if you, if you, like, if you get complacent at all with... You, any character in this game they will ruin you oh. and embarrass you in front of your family and <laughs> ancestors <It's... laughs> oh yeah it echoes back through time when you get it wrong like it's yeah. insane so i've been, i've killed like some huge bosses and then i'll just be walking down a field and this one dude with a dagger just like embarrasses me so <laughs> much i have to turn the game off and stop playing it for a day yeah it's i got it's that kind of thing i had that the other day where um I just killed a giant and was like, yeah, killed a giant, gonna go harvest some runes, and just timed it completely wrong, fighting a plant, <laughs> and it just flattened <laughs> me, and I was like, oh, fuck's sake. <laughs> yeah, I've done that. I thought, oh, it's a plant, what's the worst yeah. that can, oh, <laughs> oh no. no. No, I'm dead, I'm dead. <laughs> I'm, a, I'm poisoned and I'm being squished. <laughs> oh, no, no, and this my, thing's okay. raining from the sky. <laughs> And I have to go back there, pick up my runes because I didn't spend them. I thought, oh, okay, I'll save up enough to have like 
two level ups this time. Yeah. And then that's when I always fuck up so bad yeah. I die twice in a row. Yeah. I lose all my runes and it's a heartbreaker. That's when that's the closest I ever get to rage quitting. I'm never going to because I don't know I love this game too much to rage quit. Yeah. <laughs> but I'm going to rage put down my controller <laughs> calmly, turn the game off. Yeah. Or do something else with my life. You just have to walk away occasionally and just be like, okay, yeah. that's fine. Um, I'll move on <laughs> and I'll it's come all, back. It's it's all a learning experience, I have to tell myself. Like, yeah. You're pretty much guaranteed to get beaten badly by at least every enemy you come across. Yeah. And after like at least once or twice, you start to learn their attack patterns, what kind of hits they're weak against, maybe what sort of magic is good against them or what sort of uh, poisons or like the, the greases you can buy that you can put on your weapons and set fire to them or turn them, make them poisonous stuff like that yeah you, you work all this stuff out it's a tri- it's a constant case of trial and error trial and error trial and error trial and error <laughs> error error M- error many errors it's, yeah i still have a lot of error. i still haven't used the greases and stuff a lot yet um i think because i haven't really been using i've got a falchion which i thought was cool um so i've I need to start uh, practicing with that and like getting used to using some of those. Yeah. Because yeah, I, w- I don't use them a lot. I want to be like multi-talented bandit and not just you know yeah. twatting everyone with magic. Even though that's really really fun. I've got uh, my staff to a level where like minor enemies now I can take down in one hit. And I'm just like yeah, like whoosh. There we go. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> like my my current sword, which I've had for ages now. Like I haven't found any armor or weapons yet that I can just immediately replace them i'm gonna to have to level up a shitload mm. for the swords i want to use next so this sword has done me really well it's for like the last maybe 30 hours of gameplay it's been serving me nice but it's blessed with ashes of war which means i can't use um, the grease on it okay it's a regular weapon yeah and i like using a regular weapon that's on fire against the uh the avatars that live by the trees yeah that, that protect the trees yeah that they're really they're really susceptible to flames so I just ride around on my horse and like smack through. <laughs> I have like my jellyfish out there, like distracting it, and I just run behind it with my horse, twat it a couple of times with a flaming sword. It sets on fire. I fly. I run away as fast as I can. Come back. Do it again. It's that's another thing. We're just fighting on horseback. That's a whole yes. new realm for me. Like just it just adds so much. There's so many different ways to confront an enemy. Yeah, and run away from as well. Yeah, and away from. Yeah, definitely away. From. I think. I think. Thank you, Torrent. <laughs> yeah. I think that's one of the fun things I found as well is that when you do die, the game doesn't entirely reset, so things like bosses don't come back. You don't have to collect certain things. Yeah. Um, again, it's not a reset; it's a progression, which I found really helpful. I think if I'd like had the reset every time I died, I don't think this game oh, would God. be anywhere near as fun because you know I've had many, many issues <laughs> with like wandering into places in a castle castle morn is one of the early ones that you can do um and i kept wandering into a section because i kept forgetting that i'd already got everything that was in there and was just getting killed all the time and then bless him my boyfriend has been helping me out with this because he's already completed it and is always yeah and he was watching me and he's like why are you going there i was like i i don't know i don't need to go there do i (laughs) So yeah, I can recommend getting a Danny to sit next to you and uh, guiding you round Elden Ring. It's definitely helped me out <laughs> from the beginning of this game. I, I just have a Caroline who kind of looks concerned every time I say, fuck this game. <laughs> yeah, well, the last time I... I think it was the Castle Morn boss, actually. 
um, at one point Danny actually took the controller off me and was like, no, I think that's enough Elden Ring for, day for today. I think you're too hungry. And I was like, yeah, I think you're probably right. Yeah, you have to know your limits. Yeah. Like, there's, there's a point where I'll say, okay, I'm going to try five more times. Yeah. <laughs> Which is more times than I usually would have afforded a, a Soulsborne game. Yes. And that brings us nicely onto the next bit, actually, because obviously we've both got experience with Soulsborne games and they haven't quite jive with us at all so what do you think makes Elden Ring different why do we think that's landed differently for us it's really hard I've been trying to like since I started playing the game I was thinking about writing an essay on this to try and like work out why mm. and the only real thing that comes out and keeps sticking out to me is the fact that it is an open world game yeah there's no linear it's not a linear progression you're not if you get stuck in a, in a section in Elden Ring you're not stuck forever you don't have to just keep bashing your head against a wall. You can just like ride off like miles and miles and miles away to another section of the map, see what's there, see if you fare any better there. And that's usually what I would do. Mm. If I hit a wall with a boss, I was like, okay, I need to start doing something else. Yeah. Like very early on, even that, uh, that camp at the start, I was having so much trouble beating that big knight mm. yeah, at a certain point I, it was like that um what's it called hard drive that the, the satirical like video game site they oh, did an yes. article thing said top tips for beating this boss and Elden. hold on he's just a regular <laughs> guy and he's that's what it was like for me i was like he's not a boss what do you mean yeah he's a nightmare he's the worst like he's still i think the most frustrating and worst foe i faced and he's not a boss he's just a god he's just a dude <laughs> he's just a regular man and I was like, what? I, I've spent like 10 hours trying to kill you. <laughs> At a certain point, I was just like, okay, I'm going to go somewhere else yeah. to see how I fare. And I'd, I'd find an area where there was like, these little goblin gargoyle type things yeah. hanging under a bridge. Absolutely beat the shit out of them. <laughs> just kept coming back to that area, ruining their day over and over again until I'd got enough put, like, uh, runes to level up a bit more. Went back to the area I was having trouble with. Did that. It's just... I'm just very impressed with how much space they offer you. Mm. Like, some open world games will kind of block you off in areas. Yeah. Like, level gating certain places, but this everywhere is open to you. Some places that might seem like an easy run might give you a lot of trouble. Some places that might look like insanely challenging spots, you might be in your element there. Like, mm. there's not, there's no real set way of handling each area and no real set way of approaching the map. And that's another thing I really like. The just the approach to how they design an open world game it gives you next to nothing to work with yeah. <laughs> which i found really refreshing yeah yeah you just kind of have to go off yourself and discover it like i it took me ages to realize that there were actually side quests you could complete because yes yeah, <laughs> it doesn't give you any there's no markers or anything you just kind of uh. go off and hope you kind of work it out and it takes a while to click into that mindset but it's yeah. actually really nice to have that kind of freedom of, you know, there's not this big overfacing list of side quests and side missions and stuff that you have to do. You can just kind of poodle along at your own pace and occasionally you'll complete a quest and be like, oh, that's what that was. And yeah, know, it's quite nice to not have that rigor, like stru structure. That's what the word I'm looking for. Yeah. Structure. It feels... Like it feels like you get a lot of in a lot of open world games there's like a big quest log it just looks overwhelming mm. it can start to feel like admin ticking off all the yes tasks you have to exactly. do exactly here you just you, you come across like an npc hanging out like on top of a castle he says oh i i i'm missing this thing and like it gives you a general direction of where to go you head over there you see a big fucking scary thing <laughs> you kill it 
come back and he says thank you and then you get like some cool shit mm. it's like very almost like a choose your own adventure sort of thing yes. you get to approach everything your own way yeah. it's not tying you down with all this fiddly admin and like exposition and stuff it's all very to the point and it just lets you fill in the blanks and lets you approach it how you want to approach it yes exactly and while like for main story wise i still feel like i could use a bit more of a clue as to what's going on i'm sure that will happen like further along because you know i'm still piecing it together and i know i tend to get a bit impatient for story elements and i want to know things now um so this game is really an exercise in patience in a variety of ways both in terms of like leveling up to make sure that you can take on the bosses or exploring or finding the quests things like that and normally that would really frustrate me in a game um but here it's just really nice to have that kind of yeah it's like choose your own adventure is a perfect way of describing it and i love choose your own adventures so yes I, me too <laughs> i think that is probably why it has worked and the open world thing yeah i think you're right i think there's there's just that kind of freedom and space to develop your own style there's no kind of get good uh rigor to it you can just adapt how you see fit which yeah i think that's a big reason why i like it a lot more than i have in my other experience of souls balls game souls i think that's why i like it it's a tough one to say i just my my breath i've had a really long day at work and now i'm trying to give myself tongue twisters it's going really well just the general approach to the open world it's the best or most innovative like design of open world i've seen since the breath of the wild Mm. like the way it approaches it it's very much player first rather than it's just really refreshing after like two generations of ubisoft like cluttering (laughs) up open world design with fucking shitloads of markers you just feel overwhelmed and you just lose interest (laughs) all you see here is like it's the sites of grace that you found Mm. and maybe the tiniest little logo like little symbol to indicate an npc yeah and that's that's basically all you get or a building like like a building is sketched in after you find it. yeah there's like a there's like a ruin or a tree it's very very basic it just gives you the the, the, rough idea of what's going on and you have to go there and find out yourself it's not telling you oh here's a watchtower it's like Mm. maybe there's a watchtower (laughs) maybe there isn't it's just that exploration just being able to travel somewhere and you see something like a fucking like a castle that's walking around on four legs with the bell yes yes i was just gonna mention that some of the character like the world design is just insane um yeah because i i came across the the walking castle with a bell uh, like a couple of weeks ago and i could i hadn't seen it i could just hear the bell tolling and i was like that's really ominous like what is happening (laughs) in this game yeah Yeah. (laughs) oh no oh god (laughs) what are we gonna do and then i just sort of like rode around a hill essentially and saw it and was like oh my god and was just like watching it just walk past for ages just in game like that's amazing that's it's like full-on clive barker shit like that's what we're talking yeah. about yeah like i mean like uh godric who you just beat him yeah his whole design just having all these arms like grafting all these things onto him mm. it just looks absolutely insane and then you think that's about as crazy as you're gonna look and then halfway through the fight <laughs> he chops his arm off and sticks a dragon head on his yeah. arm and the dragon head wakes up. Because like, obviously. Oh, okay. So this is what's happening, is it? <laughs> like, I see how you're doing me. <laughs> and that's the thing. I don't feel like I can predict any aspect of this world. Like, the design yeah. or anything. Like, it feels really generic uh, fantasy RPG at first. 
and then the more you get into it and the more of the designs you see the enemies and the the general world designs the locations like i've just fought a spectral boatman which was really cool yeah. and there are all these things that you know you just don't expect and i think it's just going to keep on surprising me i'm like nearly 60 hours in and i'm still seeing stuff like what the fuck yeah. <laughs> it's, like, it's just really really cool and like it, it extends to the storytelling as well the fromsoft fan base will say the storytelling is very subtle and you have to kind of do a lot of the legwork yourself that might extend to like going on reddit or <laughs> youtube to look up stuff but i did that i was just curious about something in stormvale castle oh yeah this npc that was helping you out like the guy that you see at the gate yes. who tells you a way through the, the castle fucking thief and <laughs> Yeah, and I, and I found out that, like, I just thought it was just some random NPC you'd see at first. And then I found out, if you look around carefully enough, you see him peeking around corners and spying mm. on you. Yeah. And then you go into a room. I went into a room, got fucked up by this knight because the door locked behind me and I couldn't get yep. out. And it's him. Yeah. He locks the door. Yeah. Absolute fuck. And I was like, as soon as I got thought that, I went, okay, that's kind of brilliant. Some other games might have really laid down that element thick. Yeah. Like, um, with a cutscene or something. But no, you have to do it. You have to do the legwork yourself. You have to keep an eye out. You have to engage with the world around you. And it's such a big, strange, scary, bizarre, hilarious, unpredictable kind of world. So, yeah. like, it really doesn't... The further you get into it, the more engaged you become with it. And the more willing you are to, like, keep an eye on the details. Observe, like, observe what, like, a statue might be doing. Like, mm -hmm. look like, or something like that. You start picking up on the environmental storytelling and stuff like that. It's, it's very... It's for a JRPG. It's very, very hands off. Like mo I'm used to JRPGs, like bombarding you with cutscenes yes. and dialogue that last like hours. And really, until like, you'd, like get the point. Really on the nose, like NPC names or like yes. map names that you're just like, yeah, no, I get it. <laughs> <laughs> it's like okay, fa thank you, thank you. <laughs> I, I get like that with Final Fantasy VII, my favorite game of all time. At a certain point, after a discussion, we're like, yeah. We don't need to keep repeating this. Yeah. And, <laughs> I will. and this has gone in the exact opposite direction. It's just like, no, fucking work it out yourself. Yeah, <laughs> off you go. <laughs> Which is why I'm so happy. I'm so willing to chase it around like a puppy chasing scraps. I'm like, yes, please, please, give me more. And it's it's just, it's unlike anything I've ever played, I think. Like, even down to Bloodborne, which is probably, yeah. you know, one of its closest relatives just by default. It's just bonkers. And I'm really into it. <laughs> So yeah, just thinking about our previous experience of Soulsborne games, and obviously Elden Ring has far eclipsed our expectations and previous experience of of that style. Do you think you'll ever go back to another one, say, you know, Dark Souls or Bloodborne? I have been thinking about this since you posed this question to me. <laughs> uh, I do think the open world element is a big part of why I love it, mm. so, Elden Ring, so much. Yeah. I, I do feel like I've grasped the combat and all the other mechanics that have kind of bled in from the Soulsborne games. May, I'm, I'm curious to see if I could do better mm. at, like, uh, maybe maybe Bloodborne. Like, I got quite far into Dark Souls 3 before I gave up, but I'd be curious to try Bloodborne again, because that, also that's the most easy one to get hold of. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I am also kind of curious... Um, I feel like if I was going to play a Souls game, it might be Bluepoint's remake of Demon Souls yeah. on PS5, rather than a Dark Souls game. Yeah. Because uh, I've I've heard it's one of the best looking games of this generation, and also like it's just the e one of the easiest ones to get hold of. Mm. I might try uh, Sekiro. 
because of the whole that whole aesthetic appeals to me but it has before now i was very intimidated by trying to get into that yeah so i feel like it would probably be sekiro or demon souls mostly okay maybe bloodborne yeah but i think when i said we talked about it on our um gaming blind spots i'd said i'd really want to go back and give bloodborne another go and i did actually buy it after we recorded that episode um so it is it's there in the back of my mind um yeah and I do think of all of them, that one is the one that most appeals for obvious reasons. Um, and also I feel a bit yeah. competitive with it now. Like I feel like I want to, <laughs> I want to succeed and beat it. Um, yeah. Now, now you get the, like the itch, like mm. that from soft's itch that kind of like gets everybody who's apparently obsessed with these games. Yeah. And you know, like, I know what it feels like to beat this, beat a boss. I want to have that again. Yes. Because you don't really get that with any other boss battles you have in any other games. Yeah, it's chasing a high, isn't it? Yeah, it's it's that endorphin rush of like accomplishing something that nearly broke your spirit. <laughs> it's, but you beat it. It's a tough it. one. <laughs> it's a tough balancing act to be like being utterly demoralized to being like just determined as hell to like keep going. Yeah. And Elden Ring is like the closest I've ever seen these games get to not making me want to throw a controller through a wall. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Um, and I think, like as well, it. I kind of. I get why. I get why these games are so compelling now, in a way that I didn't before. Yeah. Um, because I've always been very skeptical of the whole get good thing. I don't think games should be difficult or obtuse to the point of you know, essentially gatekeeping who can play and who can't. Um, yes. And what I've loved about Elden Ring is. I am not a great gamer in any sense of the word. I don't do tactics. I button mash. I will find a way to win eventually, but I'm not I won't sit there like you say like with all like working things out. I will basically just do what I'm going to do and what works for me <laughs> regardless of <laughs> until it happens. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> until it works. And if that means going away and leveling up for ages before coming back, I'll do it. Um uh, yeah. That's that's nice because it gives you that option. Yeah. You can either, you can strategize. There's times where I've approached a boss battle. I felt like uh, Zach Galifianakis in The Hangover, <laughs> seeing like all the numbers appearing in front of me and like calculations and stuff. And sometimes it's like I'm just going to get a bigger sword. I think. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and like and you know, but th- I mean, I've just finished playing um, Horizon Forbidden West, where I do take a very tactical approach to combat in terms of defeating the different kinds of machines. But I think the the user interface allows that more because you have all the scanning and stuff you, you know it will yeah, tell you where to go it's very stuff. guided whereas this i'm just like no i like using magic i will make magic work for me <laughs> <laughs> um so it's like belligerence the reward so yeah i think you know uh, i'll take it and i i get it now and whilst i'll never be I'll never be a proponent of games should only have like difficult settings i i can get I understand the uh, the high that you get from from playing these games for sure. I'm on a real journey since I started this podcast. I've got to say, <laughs> I, I gave a racing game my game of the year last year, <laughs> and now I'm I'm loving a fucking Soulsborne game. I know. Well, I don't know what's happening to me. I'm I'm open minded or something. <laughs> I don't like it. I feel like I'm like evolving as a gamer. Like you know, I'm <laughs> it's, playing. It's unsettling. Yeah, it really is. I'm like, oh my god, is this what it's like to be someone else? Um, but look at us go. And I think like it's really exciting, this generation especially, 
that we seem to be getting all kinds of weird and wonderful games from all over the the industry and this just happens to be like the biggest game of the year so far and is utterly yeah. idiosyncratic and weird and nonsensical yeah, unapologetically yeah it's like it doesn't give a shit if you get it or not it's, yeah <laughs> and, and weirdly a lot of people are getting it a lot more than normally would like so it's not just us that are finding something new in this yeah. that they couldn't get anywhere in the other games it's appealing this is like a big zeitgeist thing yeah in the, in the gaming culture it's crazy yeah well, I've been trying to work out a way to get Let Me Solo Her into this review, um, but I'm not, I'm not sure we're going to fit that in. But if you haven't seen that and you've been playing Elden Ring, look up that as a as a meme that is going around. It's wonderful. It's amazing. It's, it's, it's everything good about like fandom. Yes, it really is. Um, and the creativity from one bucket-headed man taking on a boss. <laughs> it's just wonderful. <laughs> So yeah, any final thoughts from you? Well, I'm going to go for my regular ratings. Oh yeah, of course. I haven't done a review with you for so long. It's just been yeah. you and Chip. You go for yeah, it. Yeah, he's, he's, he's hogged me. I know. So, the thief. Well, I think it's pretty safe to say if you've been listening this far and skip to the end, I'm going to give this a very easy 10 out of 10. I'm going to say now this is my game of the year. Ooh. I cannot see anything topping it. Even if God of War Ragnarok comes out, I just can't see that doing enough new to top Elden Ring. Elden Ring is just like a revelation to me. It might be one of the best games I've ever played and that's bizarre for me for coming from a genre that I initially like shrugged off as simply not being for me. Mm. So it's never too late to find a <laughs> genre that you love. Yeah, I think that says it's perfectly really. I don't know if it's going to be my favourite game of the year because Forbidden West is is up there so far. Um, so I'll, I'll reserve my uh, game of the year until we actually yeah, I'm just being it. bold as fuck. I love, you, I love that you've just gone straight for it. Just be like, nope, this is it. I'm putting my foot down. I surprised you all last year. I'm just not going to do yeah. it now. I'm going <laughs> to, I'm being real predictable for this one. We'll Let's have get... you top five before we even get to the recording the episode. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't keep this one under my hat. So I did so well with the uh, Forza Horizon, but I could not keep this one quiet. I was just like, no, no <laughs> I need to talk about this now. <laughs> And yeah, I mean, I would love like eventually maybe me and you could do a deep dive when we've both finished the game and just yes. really dig into it because I, I think there's there's so much to discuss. and we, There's a lot to talk yeah. about. I mean, we've only and been we'll playing... we'll never get Sasha and Chip to play no. this. <laughs> Although, Not a fucking chance. I don't you really, like, wouldn't you love to see Sasha playing this game? I, w- I would. Like, like, as long as she was streaming it, I... I, I just... Oh my God, the dream. It would be in- insane. And on that note... <laughs> <laughs> so we're saying 10 out of 10 for Elden Ring then? Yes. Cool. Easy 10 out of 10. Possibly the easiest I've given. Wow. I'm I'm reserving my rating till I'm a bit further in the game, so maybe check back on the Twitter later on. And so that's it for this particular review of Elden Ring for the One Up podcast. You can find Andy on social media at truly underscore defective on twitter unless elon musk has bought it by now and then i may have gone somewhere else (laughs) we need we need the next one to to emerge i can't i can't stay on twitter if elon musk has bought it i've tried uh sign up to mastodon but it's been an absolute nightmare oh so yeah well we'll see (laughs) i am becky gracely still on twitter for now but who knows um, and also on Instagram, and you can find the podcast on one upp odd with one d on Twitter, Twitch, and Instagram. And we have a website now, which is oneuppod.com. Yep. Cool. 
I remembered it. Go me. Um, and yeah, and we've got tons of reviews coming up for you. Uh, Chip and I will be diving into Horizon Forbidden West at some point, so keep an eye out for that. And until then, get a life, play video games. <laughs>